Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Over the past several weeks, we've been looking at a number of the miracles of Jesus, and two things that these miracles, at least two things they seem to demonstrate are number one, they are indicators of our Lord's divinity, and number two, they show our Lord's compassion. I'd like to share another story of a miracle by Jesus which really shows the extent to which Jesus will go to show compassion. So we read about the faith of the Canaanite woman. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, she said. Jesus replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. That is our text. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus goes to a far away place and shows compassion to an alien, a foreigner. Pretty bold move by our Lord. I couldn't help but think of that classic TV series in the 60s, Star Trek. Now some of my fellow Methuselahs might recall Captain Kirk's introductory description of the Enterprise's mission. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and civilizations, to boldly go where no man had gone before. Well, it was certainly bold of Jesus to come to an estranged world in the fullness of time. It was bold of Jesus to go to the strange new land of the district of Tyre and Sidon it was bold of Jesus to actually communicate with the new civilization of the Canaanite woman. It was bold of Jesus to go where no God-man had gone before, namely hell and death, not to seek new life, but to create new life. It seemed equally bold of that Canaanite woman to pray for mercy in confident conversation with Jesus, even after being compared to a dog. May we be so bold as to acknowledge our dogness and persistently pray for mercy and confidently communicate with our Lord and Son of David, Jesus Christ. Now, why in the world did Jesus travel to such a strange place? 
Well, he had recently been in Jerusalem where he offended and ticked off the Pharisees. So just to make sure that this angry mob didn't prematurely set into motion the appointed hour of Jesus' sacrifice, he withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Well, the fullness of time had come at Christmas, but the appointed hour of his passion and death had not. And why in the world did Jesus give the time of day to this Canaanite woman? I mean, not only was she a Gentile, but a Canaanite, part of the enemies of God's people when they entered the Promised Land. Add to this, she was a woman seeking help for her daughter, kind of taboo in that culture. And we get a picture of how far Jesus is willing to go to deliver mercy. And this woman begged for mercy. said, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. And she kept at it. She was persistent in prayer and confident in her conversation with Jesus, even after being compared to a dog. But she must have known something about Jesus, having called him Lord and Son of David. And the knowledge of who Jesus was and what he was sent to do must have fueled her persistent prayer and confident conversation. And notice her humility. She acknowledged her dogness and desperation. She said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Wow. Then Jesus had compassion on her and her daughter. Now this woman was not the only person in a far away place. We were all in a far away place as our epistle lesson alluded to. Now, right before our text, Jesus reminds the Pharisees that it's not what goes into a man's mouth that makes him unclean, but rather what comes out of his heart. So also Jesus reminds us that we are not sinners because we sin. We sin because we are sinners. We're born that way. It's an inherited condition of guilt and depravity. That image of God received at creation, gone. Now we have to contend with all sorts of death. There is spiritual death, which defines one as separated from God in sin. And then there is physical death, which defines one separated from life. And all humanity is defined by this desperate condition. But sadly, all humanity does not acknowledge this desperate condition. 
because they do, they do not acknowledge who Jesus is, Lord, and what he did as the son of David, the Messiah sent to save the world. We are born desperate. We are born out of bounds by nature. We are, in a sense, dogs by nature. We are lost by nature. But that doesn't stop Jesus. And the more we know about Jesus, and the more we believe in Jesus, the more we are drawn to him in humble confession, saying, Lord, have mercy. The Apostle Peter reminds us, once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. Well, how did he do that? Well, God has a gracious habit of creating something out of nothing. He created the world out of nothing, and he recreated his people out of the nothingness of their fallen condition. He saved us dogs from the dog pound. Now, you know what happens to dogs at the dog pound when they're not adopted. Often they are put down. But the good news is that Jesus adopted us dogs at our baptism. So we are not put down. But only because Jesus was put down in our place. Well, who is this Jesus and what did he do to rescue us poor dogs? Well, in the next chapter where we hear Peter's great confession of faith, he says to Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. To which Jesus replies, right on, Peter. And Jesus himself acknowledged his divinity whenever he forgave sins, since it was understood that only God can forgive sins. And how about all those great I am passages spoken by Jesus recorded in the Gospel of John? You know, whenever Jesus says something like, I am the good shepherd, I am the bread of life, I am the resurrection and the life, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's identifying himself with the great I am of the Old Testament who appeared to Moses. Jesus is God, and he knew it. Well, that's who he is, but what did he do? Well, Christ ventured into a strange world, an estranged world, to boldly go where no man had gone before. In the fullness of time, he came to our estranged world. The Apostle Paul puts it like this in Galatians 4, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, 
so that we might receive adoption as sons. We celebrate that bold move every Christmas. The fullness of time had come. But at the time of our text, Christ's appointed hour had not yet come. But shortly thereafter, it would. And what happened then is described by Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This demonstrates how far Jesus went to have mercy on us. He switched places with us. In essence, he became the foreigner and assumed our dogness on the cross. Jesus became estranged even from his father, saying, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So that you and I could become children of God. And that we are. That is why we can persistently pray and communicate confidently. And we do that through prayer. You know, prayer is conversation with God. It is confident conversation with God because of what Christ accomplished on the cross. Prayer is part of the second commandment. In Luther's explanation to this commandment, he says, call upon the Lord's name in every trouble. Pray, praise, and give thanks. Well, we certainly were in trouble, desperate trouble. In prayer, we can acknowledge our canine condition of sin. We can acknowledge Jesus as Messiah and Savior, and we can pray like that Canaanite woman, Lord, have mercy. C.S. Lewis said concerning prayer, by unveiling, by confessing our sins and making known our requests, we assume the high rank of persons before God, and he descending becomes a person to us. Regarding our text, the Canaanite woman, a foreigner and a dog, was elevated to personhood through her persistent prayer and confident communication. And not only did this happen to her, but it only happened to her because God first became a person to her in Jesus Christ. And not only did he become a person to her in the fullness of time, but he went even further when at the appointed hour he became a foreigner and assumed upon himself our dogness on the cross, bearing the full weight of our lost condition. Prayer facilitates the transition and the transformation from dog 
to person. So pray, and pray a lot. Frederick Buechner wrote, according to Jesus, by far the most important thing about praying is to keep at it. Jesus communicated this often through his parables. There's the parable where the person continues to knock on his friend's door asking for bread, the friend who initially told him to go away so he could go back to bed. Eventually, though, this person's persistence paid off and bread is given. And then there's that unjust judge who finally caves in to the widow's persistent request. And our text is another example where Jesus demonstrates that persistence pays off. Oh, not because our Lord's response depends on it, but rather because we become closer to Jesus through persistence and confidence. My wife has a cute little habit occasionally in the morning of picking up our little dog and pointing him toward any crumbs that might have fallen on the kitchen cabinet. <laughs> now by the reaction of our dog, Rudy, you think he died and went to heaven whenever he finds these insignificant crumbs. Well, as dogs ourselves, sinful by nature, when we receive the crumbs of absolution from the bread of life, we really will die and go to heaven when our Lord calls us home. Learn from the Canaanite woman. Acknowledge our dogness by nature and persistently pray for mercy confidently conversing with our merciful Savior. And listen to Jesus say to you, O oh, child, great is your faith. Amen.